Fitz and Harry, the podcast. There are times in your life where you get the opportunity to walk it back. There are times in your life where you get the opportunity to double down. And sometimes the smart approach is knowing which phase you're in. So now, after further evaluation is confirmed that Phoenix Suns forward Kevin Durant has a left ankle sprain and won't even be reevaluated for three weeks, this is the time I double down on what I think about the Suns. It's Fitz and Harry on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, Sirius XM, Channel 80, Harry Douglas, Jason Fitz. We're presented by Progressive Insurance. Y'all know the drill on Fridays. We're going we're gonna to be setting the mood. You know what happens on this show on Friday. But let me tell you something, Harry. I'm not. I, I'm pretty. I'm not always smart. You know that, all right? <laughs> Last night, you know what I did? I saw the Talk news come out. I saw the news come out. The KD going to be reevaluated in three weeks. I opened my favorite gambling app. I saw that the odds had even gone more in my favor. Seems like nobody wants to bet on the Suns to make it to the NBA Finals. So I put more cash down. This is now the third. I am doubling down. I do not care. When you've got the pieces that the Suns have, all you got to do right now is tread water. All you got to do is stay afloat. And if they can stay afloat and get KD back, they'll be just fine. I feel really good about where they are right now, as wild as that sounds. Well, also, you got to look at the Western Conference, right? Like, uh, all the teams are bunched up. Outside of the Denver Nuggets, who has, who has the one seat right now with 46 wins and 20 losses— Everybody else is literally bunched up together. You talk about seeds number uh, seed number two, which is the Sacramento Kings at this moment because of the Memphis Grizzlies and their fall off, all the way down to I would say the Golden State Warriors. The, the, all everyone's bunched up, so there's no clear cut in my eyes. And granted, I'm not going to disrespect you know the Denver Nuggets and how they've been able to play basketball and win games and what Jokic has, has been able to do and the level he's been able to play at. Getting triple doubles like people, like kids eat candy. Like my daughter and kid, my son want Starburst every day. I'm like, damn, you, you can't get Starburst every day, but that's how Jokic is getting triple doubles. That's how Jokic is playing the game right now in the NBA. But the rest of the teams are bunched up. So I'm not, listen, I'm still high on the Phoenix Suns because when you have two guys like Kevin Durant, Kevin Durant's going to be back. He's going to be back. He's going to be back. But when you have Kevin Durant, you have Devin Booker, two guys that can put the basketball in the basket with ease like they do. I got confidence in them. And I'm not necessarily worried about their bench. I'm not. I keep hearing everybody talking about they worry about their bench. When you have four guys, DeAndre Ayton, Chris Paul, Devin Booker, Kevin Durant, two of those guys can be on the floor at all times. If you have Kevin Durant or Devin Booker on the court, one of those guys at all times, you solid and you good to go. It is this moment. And by the way, you mentioned Starburst. I got to give Christine Lisi a shout out. Christine Lisi, you'll hear at the bottom of the hour doing the Sports Center update. She's such an incredible baker. She really needs to have her own bakery. She shouldn't work here. She should just have a store. And I've been resisting the temptation. You know, I'm getting weighed in on Sunday. I'm really proud of the work I've been putting in for the last two months. Nothing will get me off course. Today's the closest I've come in two months to falling off course, though, because this whole hallway smells like one big brownie goodness thing. Oh my god! It's just it's, uh, like I, it's on my mind. All I'm thinking about is brownie batter mm-hmm. all day. That is all I'm thinking about. But I'm also thinking about what you just said about the Suns, and here's the reason I'm wildly confident. We will continue to echo this sentiment. 
it's not about any one player. It's not about any two players. It's about their ability to beat you different ways with all of the combinations. Because let's be real, Devin Booker is a much different player than DeAndre Ayton. So what have we seen from Ayton? We've seen a ton of efficiency when he can just sit at the rim and do whatever he wants. What have we seen from Booker over just a couple of games with KD? We all know that not only can he create shots, but my God, if he's in a situation where he doesn't have to work as hard to create shots, Holy cow, all he's going to do is beat you. And then you have Chris Paul, a point guard that at this point not only is smarter than most point guards, but also understands exactly what he needs to do with the offense. So it is not about having any one two or three of them. It's about having all four of them and realizing that depending on which combinations you use, like this is like you're at Chipotle and suddenly you're at Chipotle and you decide you want a little bit of the cheese here, you want a little sour cream here, you want a little of the guac here. It's all going to be good. It's just which quantities of which you're going to get, right? Like So I keep looking at that portion of this saying it's the fact that the Suns can beat you so many different ways. All they have to do right now is just tread water. Like, that's it, Harry. Like, if they just tread water, they're going to be fine. God, I am hungry today. No, I, no, it's a, it, and I'm laughing because <laughs> I'm thinking about, uh, you know, Kentucky Fried Chicken. Oh. You know, I went to school at Louisville. We used to get a lot of KFC. But I take my kids there a lot, you know, and, and get them that four-piece snack. The Suns got a four-piece snack. <laughs> they have a four-piece snack, Fitz. Oh. I'm not worried about them at all. You see, you see that. See how easy it looked with Kevin Durant and Devin Booker out there together? And everybody's worried about how they're going to jail. Listen, when you have a unicorn and Kevin Durant, granted, he has, he has to come back. He has to be healthy. But I'm banking on that. When you have a unicorn like Kevin Durant, it makes the game of basketball that much more easier for everyone else around him. And guess what? I noticed, though. I noticed when Kevin Durant got there, I noticed the elevation in Devin Booker's play. I noticed a, ele- a little slight elevation in his play. So when you got great players around you, it elevates you to make you better. Better, better, better. Are we are we team original or team extra crispy? That's the uh, that's Oh, the, I'm a, oh, original all day. I'm original. original too. People all give me grief day. on this. Like the original is is, is perfection. It it's doesn't It's the best kind. You know what else was perfection? Watching you just annihilate everybody this morning on Get Up. If you didn't watch, you should have. Harry Douglas is up there spitting knowledge. I love the fact that they put you in on some of the NBA conversations cuz you know if you've listened to this show for 2 seconds, we're going to be a man, man. A, a thousand percent. Well, one of the NBA guys up there, Kendrick Perkins, he doesn't quite agree with you. This is what Kendrick Perkins had to say on Get Up about the Suns and their title hopes. Maybe if I can get the screen to work, I'll try it again this way. Greeny, I, I know it's been a minute since you heard this term come out of my mouth, but the Phoenix Suns are dead bird tall grass, okay? Make no mistake about it. Kevin Durant is probably going to miss the rest of the season, that means that he's going to come back in the postseason. What happens when you come back in the postseason, that's the highest level of basketball. And I'm not saying that Kevin Durant is not going to be ready, but you could have setbacks. We don't know. But at the end of the day, we know one thing about the Phoenix Suns is that they don't have a deep roster. Ooh, say it with the chest, Harry. They didn't let you respond to Perk. We do on this show because your name's on it. Let's go. Mm. Well, when you got that four-piece snack from KFC original, and then next thing you know, you want to throw in an extra, you know, little sides, little corn here, little mashed potatoes and gravy. See, they don't need their bench to be excellent because you have excellent players that can make up 
for them not being that way. You just need them to do little things here and there. You just need them to do their job. We, you just need them to defend. You just need them to dive on the floor, get loose balls, take charges. That's that's what you need them to do. You you need them to know their role. You see, see, now I gotta take it back to my high school basketball days. See, because we were we were damn good. We were ranked in the top five in the state. Uh, my last three years, we were there in high school. Brother Tony Douglas played alongside with me. When it got to tournament time, Fitz, if you ain't supposed to be shooting this basketball, your damn show better not put it up into the basket. It was three people going to shoot that basketball. My brother, number one, Tony Douglas. Me, number two. And the guy we had named Brick Ragsdale. Everybody else better be diving on the floor, taking charges, scrambling, hustling, being a pest. Those guys know their role. They're going to let Kevin Durant, Chris Paul, DeAndre Ayton, Devin Booker, those guys be themselves, and they're going to be able to fill in. They don't have to be outstanding. They just got to be able to know their role and understand what that role is on the Phoenix Suns moving forward. Can, can, can I make one more food analogy here? Because you can tell I'm hungry today. Harry Douglas, Jason Fitz, Fitz and Harry. Uh, Harry, Harry and I sometimes when we're out traveling together, we like to splurge a little bit, go to a nice steakhouse, right? Now, if you have the choice when you're going to a nice steakhouse and you're looking around and suddenly you're picking where you want to go, if you know Steakhouse A has the best steak, the best steak that you're going to find anywhere, and the sides are pretty good, pretty good, or you can go to Steakhouse B where the steak clearly is not as good, it is not as reliable, it may or may not come out the way you want it, but their sides are a little better we all know which one you're picking. Like, you aren't picking your steakhouse. All things being equal, you are not picking your steakhouse based on whether or not their mac and cheese is better. Like, you are picking it based on where you get the best steak, and the best steak belongs in Phoenix. I can make damn mac and cheese at home. I can make that at home. See? I can make whipped mashed potatoes at home. Homemade kind, though. Not that box kind that y'all folks be making out there. Homemade. Now, with the potatoes, you boil them, and then you smash them. Homemade potatoes. I can make that at home. I can make green beans at home. I can make the steak at home, but I want that steak that's coming on that plate, that's sizzling, that's seasoned to perfection. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm taking. Yeah, with that little pat of butter that's on the plate that's 500 degrees. We all know what place Watch we're talking mouth. about. I mean, we Watch know. Watch your what. mouth. <sighs> Golly, I Watch need some your food. mouth. It's almost tournament time. Tune in tomorrow night. Big 12 championship game followed by the ACC championship game. Coverage begins at 5.30 p.m. Eastern on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. There's one other huge reason. Why I'm not concerned about the Suns, and it has to do with one of their biggest challengers, who now may have shown the world that they're actually pretenders. We'll tell you about it next. Fitz and Harry on ESPN Radio, Sirius XM, Channel 80. Fitz and Harry, the podcast. And Harry on ESPN Radio. Hanging out with Louisville Hall of Famer Harry Douglas. Say it one more time again. Louisville Hall of Famer oh, Harry my, Douglas. My bad, Evan. I'm just putting some respect. I'm not doing this right, Harry. I'm just putting some respect on your name. Oh, you got to use a K. Respect. That's what, I, that's what I did. Respect. The respect. Put some I, respect. I don't know why it doesn't work right for me, but, uh, you know, I'm going to keep trying. Uh-oh, Golden State showed the entire world that when it comes to the NBA playoffs, the Golden State Warriors are an absolute pretender. To me, I know everybody, and myself included, I keep sitting here and I'm saying, but it's Golden State. You can't count out Golden State. But it's Golden State. You can't count out Golden State. Well, now you can. All right? Yet again, their defense didn't show up. The second most points they've ever given up under Steve Kerr in the first quarter. They couldn't hit a shot. They were one for six on open threes in the beginning of the game, and they got their butts kicked by Memphis. I mean, they didn't just get beat. 
They got their butts kicked. And by the way, they are now below 500 this year when Steph Curry plays. They're barely above 500 when he doesn't play, but they are below 500 with Steph. I'm telling you, I know we keep saying at any point you can turn the light on. Not if you can't play on the road, and this Warriors team does not get to turn the light on on the road. So at this point, they're going home. Turn off the lights. Light a candle. Well, the Warriors haven't did that on the road none this season. Because, Fitz, they're 7-26 on the road, which is very mind-boggling to me because they're 27-7 at home. So now my mind shifts to here, right? Attention to detail. Is the attention to detail the same on the road when the Warriors are playing that it is at home? And also, when it comes to Steve Kerr as the head coach and also the assistant coaches, they have to start going to the draw to the drawing board, and I don't know if they're already doing this, but they have to start going to the drawing board and see seeing what they can do differently with their team on the road, right? Uh, and Steve Kerr is a guy who played for Phil Jackson. He played for Greg Popovich, so he's he's played for a lot of guys that you know things like if things like this occurred, they would have the answers to. So I'm wondering if he's doing something differently, or I got another suggestion, maybe. The players love to be at home with their families. You know what? Send the families on the road. All right? Y'all guys don't want to play right? We sending the families on the road. They all coming. So we can, we can play better. Because what I've been seeing from this team on the road, and I mentioned it yesterday, Fitz. Like, I want to see, I said the Warriors can't afford to lose this game with, without John Morant playing. But I said, you know what? You know the lucky thing for Memphis? It's on the road. Mm-hmm. It's on the road for, for, for the Warriors. They're at home. And then that came to be true last night. Well, think about this. Uh, the, the worst teams in the NBA this year, the Pistons, right? They're the worst team in the East. The Rockets and the Spurs are the worst team in the West. The Pistons right now have 15 wins. The Rockets have 15 wins. The Spurs have 16 wins. Why am I bringing these terrible teams up into the conversation? Because all of them have essentially the same road record as Golden State. Right, like mm. that's that's to put it in con- to put it in context. You mentioned Golden State right now seven and twenty six on the road. Right, uh, the the Rockets are six and twenty eight. The Spurs are six and twenty seven. Uh, the Pistons are seven and twenty six. The same record. The three worst teams in the NBA are basically the same as the Warriors on the road. And last time I checked, when you play in the playoffs, you are required to play. On the road. So this just no longer makes any sense to me. Like, I don't know what the issue is, but I can't believe in Golden State if they can't figure it out. I don't care what they've done in the past. Well, that's all, That's why I think it's something that can be fixed because you're, you're just not 27 and 7 at home and, and 7 and 26 on the road. You know, if, if you're 7 and 26 on the road, the teams you just mentioned, the Pistons, Pistons and um, the Rockets, their overall records aren't good either. Right. The records at home probably isn't good as well. Right. But that's not the case with the Warriors. So that's why uh, attention to detail. I think all these players need to look at what are they doing on the road differently than they're doing at home. Right? Because it shouldn't be that drastic. You shouldn't, it shouldn't be that the bottom of the total pole when you're away from your home arena and then uh, the top of the total pole when you are at home at your arena. And you should never get run out of the arena by a team that doesn't have their superstar. Oh, my goodness. Say it again. You Say should again. never get run out of an arena by a team that doesn't have their superstar. Like, that's 
inexcusable, man. Like that's just yes, it is. And, and look, I'll give credit where credits due. I said uh, yesterday that Dylan Brooks needed to stop talking or needed to just you know get out there and play. Well, he definitely, if you're going to talk the talk, you walk the walk. He definitely walked the walk, but. You know there's always going to be drama. Draymond at the press conference afterwards was asked if it is now a rivalry. Are we looking at the Grizzlies and the Warriors as a rivalry? This is what Draymond had to say, and you know it's going to be juicy. Draymond, obviously, this, I guess, called a rivalry now has obviously been heated on both sides. It's not called a rivalry. What's that now? This a rivalry? You want to call it that or not? If you want to call it that, but I, I, I disagree. One team has to win, and then another team has to win. Like, that's what creates a rivalry. Not because one team gets up for you and talk like they can beat you and then not. That doesn't create a rivalry. Rivalries are created by you win, I win. And clearly, we won four times, and I think their organization has zero championships. So I can't consider that a rivalry. Well, Harry, you knew it would take. Uh, what What are your thoughts on, on on Draymond first here, like going off on it? Well, first things first, you need to get up for everybody that you play. Don't you don't get to pick and choose who you who you get up for when it comes to the game of sports, especially at a professional level. Doesn't matter who you're playing, you should be up to play whoever is your opponent. That's called respecting your opponent. So I don't agree with them in that sense, but I do agree with them that I don't think it's a rivalry. See, I, I love the chippiness between these two teams. Um, but also, I also witness without Steph Curry early on in the year, the Golden State Warriors beat the Memphis Grizzlies with, with John Morant. So I did witness that. So I understand where Draymond is coming from. I just don't like the sense that he said, you know what, you know, it's not called a rivalry because one team gets up to play you and the other team doesn't. No, whoa, wait, wait a damn minute. I, I, I'm also uh, you better get up to play anybody that step out there on that floor any given night. I don't care who it is. And I'll push back on the you got to have that both sides of it because remember back in the day before the Bulls went on their run, they had to get through the Pistons. Before the Pistons went on their run, they had to get through the Celtics. Any of us that grew up in that era, it was still a rivalry when Chicago couldn't get the win. Like we, we saw in the last dance, Michael Jordan went in the gym and spent a whole summer in the gym beefing up so they could better take on the Pistons. Was it not a rivalry until they finally beat him? No. Like anytime you've got epic battles, it becomes a rivalry. This was Dylan Brooks' response, by the way, to Draymond. You knew it was going to be spicy. I know I'm a better player than him. I can do the same stuff like he does. That's easy. You know, that's just showing up to work. Me, you know, I try to score. I figure out, try to figure out plays. I try to call plays for my team. You know, so just the fact that, you know, he was trying to, you know, pin my teammates against me, that's a low blow. So, you know, that's what type of player he is. He should never talk. He's making it a rivalry. And, you know... Um, I just, you know, using my name to get his podcast up. He should have, she should have at least say thank you. <laughs> hey, I love it. Hey, man. But, but I, I would say this about Dylan Brooks. That, that game he had last night where he was, you know, emotional. getting the crowd into it. And you could tell he really wanted this win. But also he wanted to perform well as an individual. Use this as a stepping stone moving forward. Because, see, I, I believe this Memphis Grizzlies team need someone right now. And and if he can add on to the performance that he had last night, as well as be one of those guys and those voices for this team moving forward, I think it can pay dividends for a team that actually really does need it at the moment. Fitz and Harry's presented by Progressive Insurance. Insurance for motorcycles, boats, and RVs for protection on the road and on the water. See how much you can save. 
at 1-800-PROGRESSIVE and Progressive.com. All right, we'll keep breaking down the Warriors and the, the Grizzlies over the course of the show, but free agency starts next week in the NFL, and the biggest free agent of all may have to wait even longer than you think just to get an offer. We'll explain why next. Fitz and Harry on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. Fitz and Harry, the podcast. Breaking news from ESPN's Adam Schefter. The Ravens have placed the non-exclusive tag on quarterback Lamar Jackson. This is more than just about money. The relationship between the Baltimore Ravens and Lamar Jackson isn't a relationship that is in a good place. They're saying, all right, we can't find compromise, so you go ahead and see if that deal's out there. And if it is, and you come back to us, you know, maybe we'll match it. Maybe we'll say, you know, you were right, we were wrong, and come back to us and everything will be fine. Everybody's going nuts about Lamar Jackson, and Jeremy Fowler, ESPN senior NFL writer, uh, said this. He's going to join us, by the way, 1.30 p.m. Eastern. I will ask him some questions about this because this is what he said on Keyshawn J. Will and Max this morning about the latest with Lamar. I don't expect him to sign the tag. I don't expect teams to make offers here soon. And I've talked to multiple teams who predict that no team will make an offer. Which, as crazy as it sounds, doesn't mean that that they uh, that they think that they shouldn't. They right. think that they should. Uh, but there's just there's a lot going on here with I, I know the singular talent is great, right? So you look at that and you say, yes, offers should be made. But there's you, you gotta start a whole new offense, pay the two first round picks, two hundred plus million in guarantees is what it looks like. He's been injured two straight years. Like there's there's a lot going on. Like it's not an easy calculation for some of these teams. And part of this also comes down to a timing issue, Harry, right? Because mm-hmm. uh, when you start thinking about the what we just heard Jeremy Fowler say, you do have to think a little bit about what we're even up against right now timing-wise. Uh, free agency, uh, Monday is the beginning of legal tampering. And I can promise you, as I continue to say on this show, we will get you every piece of breaking news as it happens. We'll have Adam Schefter on the bat phone somehow, some way. We will make sure that anything that's happening, you are updated on. But one thing we have to remind remind ourselves of is that the negotiation periods or the free agency period doesn't technically open until Wednesday at 4 p.m. Eastern. At that point, if somebody made Lamar Jackson an offer, the Ravens have five days to match it. So what do you do for those five days? You're not sure if the Ravens are going to match it or not. You're sitting around. You can't go sign other free agents because you may have to account for that contract. So you could miss out of the entire first wave of free agency because you're waiting on the Ravens who may actually turn around and just wait that period out because it would be strong strategically and then match at the very end of it. And then you got nothing. And that, that, that that's a worst case scenario for teams. Well, that's why I said previously that, you know, it's a situation where things are just getting started. Right? It's like you, you want to boil some hot water. You want to boil an egg on the stove, right? As soon as you put the, the, the pot on the stove and the water, it's, it's not instantly hot. It might take a little time. They take a little time to get going. So when it comes to these teams, Lamar Jackson, that's why I honestly believe these teams coming out instantly and saying that they're not interested. It's it's clearly for me smoking mirrors, literally, bro. It it is because how do you know right then and there? No, we don't need Lamar Jackson. Hell, I can name you teams right now that need a quarterback: Jets, Raiders, Commanders, Bucks, Titans, Colts, and I know Titans have Ryan Tannehill, but I'm talking about getting them over the hump: uh, Colts and Texans, Falcons, all these guys, all these teams, Carolina Panthers. I mean, all these teams that need quarterbacks. So I just think you let you let things play out. You see what you want to do on your football team. Because Lamar Jackson doesn't have to sign that franchise tag. So 
you know, he he doesn't have to rush to do anything either. Uh, but I will say this. I think it would be a disservice to these teams' organization if you don't at least talk to Lamar in his camp and see where his mind is. It, it would that, be, that's why I think the disservice will come in. That'd be no different than saying we're not interested in moving up in the draft without at least calling somebody to find out what it costs to move up in the draft. Like if you yes. are madly in love with one quarterback, you're like, well, we're going to have to take him first overall. And you never even call Chicago because somebody reported that the Bears want three first rounders. If you never even call to say, hey, what do you guys really want? Then you're doing a bad job as a GM. Or I, they mess around and give that trait to a team and you seen what the, the team gave up, and you're like, well, dang, we would have gave them that. Well, no, you, you would have if you would have called and asked them. I mean, imagine being the Colts sitting there deciding you just blank it because of reports that you don't want to move up to number one, and then you find out a week later that the Raiders moved up to number one by giving up a box of Cheez-Its, right? Like, then you're looking around, and you're like, well, I would have given up a box of Cheez-Its to move up to number one. I had no <laughs> idea. Then you're getting fired. And, and at some point, to your point and the, the point we're going to continually make, it is not as simple as we're just not in the market. You would at least have to reach out and ask the question. Now, one thing I do want to quickly note is that for all the teams that are or all the people and reports that are out there that say maybe teams will wait till after the draft. I also don't think that's easy, Harry, because even if you believe that Lamar is not going to get a fully guaranteed contract, somebody somewhere will make Lamar an offer. And when you do that, you're going to have to account for whatever the 30, 40, 50 million dollars a year that could require in salary cap space. That's tough to do. After the draft, when you've gone through free agency and you've gone through the draft and you've built your whole roster and you're like, oh, by the way, we didn't draft a safety, but now we have to cut our superstar safety because we need this money, right? Like all of this becomes or, or, really or, contentious. Uh, or on top of it, though, like when you're trying to sign the rookies that you do have and you're like, dang, <laughs> I need to make room to sign these rookies. It's it's a weird spot to be in because you're a little pinched in right now trying to think about what you're going to do before the beginning of free agency, then before the draft, and then after the draft. Three different layers to Lamar, and all the more reason that telling you just from simple like facts, from no, no emotion in this, just thinking logically, this could take a long time to play out, and that also doesn't mean anything. All right, there's one team waiting in the weeds for Lamar Jackson, and... Is there another quarterback that's about to complicate the entire quarterback carousel? We'll tell you about some reports out there that will have you go, huh, next. Fitz and Harry on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. Fitz and Harry, the podcast. Jason Fitz and Harry Douglas are Fitz and Harry. Man, they, they ticked you off, huh? I mean, they ticked you off, my man. I, that, that, I'm just saying, like, let, we make these things so complex. Like, uh, but I, I love the fact you said it with your chest, too. Like, you, you said it with your chest. You know what? I'm out here. I'm just out. I'm, <laughs> oh, oh, my God. I'm out in these streets now. That's what's happening. I'm out of these. I'm out here. He said, I'm out here. Oh, I'm, my God. I I'm see out in these streets. Please I clip that off. <laughs> Evan and Devin, please clip that off. Please. On the dot. I'm in my drop top cruising the streets. Oh, yeah. You know what? You spend any time listening to the Friday version of this show, you're going to be out there. You're just, just walking into the curb on a Friday night, feeling frisky. Javante doing God's work, putting together I'm in here clips. grinding in the studio, too. What am I doing? <laughs> All I know is that. In nine months when there are babies, just consider, you know, Harry or Jason is names because it's Fitz and Harry on ESPN Radio. Harry Douglas, Jason Fitz. Sirius XM Channel Lady. I just think if we set a calendar to right now, we'll find out in nine months. 
Spitz and Harry babies everywhere. But not well, created we by we, either of us. We know, yeah, it can't be me. I got a vasectomy, boss. <laughs> I keep telling you, my old entertainment attorney had four kids after vasectomies. So just keep that. <laughs> Would in you your, leave me alone? Like, just stop keep saying that. In your that. Like, you make it a point to say that to me every time I, mean, I bring up my vasectomy. May, maybe, in, may, maybe you should just chop the whole thing off. <laughs> <laughs> you sure there is? <laughs> I'm sorry, what, Evan? Are we sure they're his? That seems like scientifically yeah. Yeah. impossible. Uh, it is amazing how, uh, how, how you know, pretty close doesn't get it quite done on a vasectomy, apparently. This is the only <laughs> show that's going to give you this sort of riveting content. Oh, my God. Uh, Harry Douglas, Jason Fitz, unless uh, you're deeply offended, in which case it's Randy Scott and Gary Streisky you're listening to on ESPN Radio. In the meantime, uh, we've been talking a lot about the quarterback market, and there's one team that I was a little surprised Harry, you know, because sometimes you see a report from a respected reporter and you go, huh. Now, I'm not talking about any person with the blue check mark that's going to put anything out there that means nothing. But Tim Kawakami for The Athletic has done a really good job for a long time covering the NFL, not the least of which is covering the 49ers. And he put out an article yesterday saying that the 49ers are keeping all options, including Lamar Jackson, on the table and even broke down you know, some of the, the hoops uh, that they'd have to jump through in order to make this sort of a transaction happen. And all I kept thinking is while there are complications because the 49ers don't have a first-round draft pick this year, while it would take a lot of work to actually get it done, just the idea that the 49ers could have George Kittle Debo Samuel, Christian McCaffrey, and Lamar Jackson on the same team? Huh, huh. For a team that's that's proven they're willing to pay at positions that are non-traditional to get paid at, Christian McCaffrey, and they're willing to go all in right now to win a Super Bowl, Christian McCaffrey, why would they not look aggressively at the opportunity to give themselves somebody that would make them clearly the front runner in the NFC? My goodness. That will be, I, I don't know, would Roger Goodell try to ban that from happening? You know how David Stern stopped like, Chris Paul going to the to the Los Angeles Lakers? Oh, God, yeah. Lakers fans still angry. Would, would Roger Goodell try to ban that? Because that is like, I don't think it get more human cheat codes than that, having all those guys on one roster, one offense. Mm. With it, the misdirection and the run game, complementing the pass game. But then you have so many, like, I call them uh, the, those it players, players that just had it, right? Dynamic, could do a mo- multiplicity of different things on a football field. Lamar Jackson in that system, and you have Debo and Christian McCaffrey in the backfield, and you're trying to figure out who is getting the football. Yeah, uh, by That's the way. That's a nightmare for defenses. I think for pretty clear reasons, uh, Roger would probably stay pretty clear from anything that would be controversial around Lamar Jackson going to any particular. I'm just saying. Uh, take with that uh, what you will. Uh, but that's not the only quarterback that's sort of out there in conversation because uh, there were plenty of reports yesterday that the Rams and Matt Stafford may be looking at a parting of ways. In fact, that they may be willing to move on from their quarterback, which less need Rams GM responded to at a press conference when he talked about Stafford's future with the team. We're going to definitely rely on uh, Matthew. He's definitely one of our pillars. So uh, with that being said, as I said, step one of this thing is is getting under the cap. Unfortunately, to get under the cap, that usually means you know trying to figure out. It usually means deletion, right, with uh, some of your better veteran players who are making higher salaries, and, and it can also mean maybe there's an unrestricted free agent or two or three or four that you can't necessarily re-sign to get under the cap. But there are some players that have been here that have done that that have shown they can uh, right change the math in a football game, Matthew Stafford being one of them. 
So, I mean, I think he's saying everything you have to say in this situation to be very clear about the fact that he understands where they are contractually, Harry, but also why they need Matt Stafford. I'm not sure how much anybody can rely on Matt Stafford right now. Like, the the concept of trading Matt Stafford is cute, but it would require a huge dead cap number, and also nobody knows much like Aaron Rodgers if he's going to play for different reasons. Injury, obviously, being the big thing for Matt Stafford, and it it appears he's going to come back, but what's his health going to be like? Is he going to want to play? Like, Stafford could have value, but that's a big could with that cap number that he would take with him. Also, you look at how many years he's played in the National Football League, and he he has the Super Bowl win under his belt. Also, you got to look at you know the family aspect of things for Matthew Stafford, and you know his wife going through the things that she went through. Does he want to do it again? Right, but but clear the theme here for the Los Angeles Rams is you know what we got to dump some money. We gotta we gotta start chopping players, and that's why you see. Bobby Wagner and Leonard Floyd and the, the talks about Allen Robinson and Jalen Ramsey is because they're trying to get to a place. They went all in on the Super Bowl. They got their Super Bowl, but now they find themselves in a place that they don't want to be cap-wise, and now you have to dump a lot of players. This is just sort of the inevitability that was going to be facing this team from the outset. When you used your draft picks, you understood that uh, all of a sudden you weren't going to have an easy time restocking the cupboard. Now you've got players that you're going to have to get out of because of the salary cap. Now, hindsight fifty, uh, hindsight's twenty twenty. There is a moment where I'm sure as an organization you say, hey, we got a Super Bowl, so who cares? But if you're the Rams, you better at some point make a very clear decision, not about where you've been, but about where you're going and how aggressive you can be right now to reset the table because you're going to have to do that in my mind. They're going to have to figure out what their plan is for the next three years to get out of some of these contracts and start to be competitive again. Yeah, and the fall-off was significant last year. It, it, it was significant. Now, granted, you know, injuries played a big part in that. But when they brought Allen Robinson over, you know the first thing I said to myself? doesn't fit their system. doesn't fit what they want to do as an as a offense. not saying that Allen Robinson can't play at a high level and play the game of football. I just know within that offense what it's asking the wide receiver position to do and what it has to be. Yeah, not every ingredient fits in every dish, right? And so having a real understanding of how everybody works in everybody's system is part of this. So they're uh, they're going to have to figure it out quickly. In the meantime, when you mention wide receivers, Odell Beckham Jr. is having a workout today, but there was a move that happened earlier today that could actually complicate his market. We'll tell you about it next. Fitz and Harry on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. Listening to the Fitz and Harry podcast. You can listen to the guys live weekdays from noon to three Eastern on ESPN Radio, and you can watch on the ESPN app.